Whenever I come to Earth, I listen to bbsradio.com. Andy Lopez, the invisible gardener, has been helping folks from around the world, and he can help you too. Listen to Don't Panic, It's Organic every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can just listen or you can call in and talk directly to the Invisible Gardener right here on bbsradio.com slash don't panic, it's organic. That's don't panic, it's organic every Saturday afternoon on bbsradio.com slash don't panic, it's organic. Don't panic. It's organic The way that Nature intended it Hello everybody, this is Andy Lopez, the Invisible Gardener. Thank you for listening to my show. We have a lot going on today. Uh, first thing I want to tell you about is how to get to the show. You're just probably listening to the podcast. You go to my website, invisiblegardener.com. You click on Radio Show, which is at the homepage. Click on where it says Live Show. By the way, this is also how you get to Cosmic Spaceship. So you click on Live Show. It takes you to uh, the radio station website. On the, on the left side, you'll see Don't Panic, It's Organic. Join in live via Zoom. Or you can use, also use the, uh, the phone numbers there to call in and talk to me. Okay? that's People have been asking me that, so I thought I'd tell, tell it to you now and show you. So you can get at it. Okay? Thank you. Enjoy the show. I also want to explain how to get to YouTube because people want to know how to subscribe to the podcast or the video version. So from my website, you go to on the very bottom, you say YouTube, it takes you to my YouTube page. This is my YouTube page. You'll see all my shows there. I have both my shows there. I have uh, <coughs> Don't Panic, It's Organic, right? And I also have uh, the Cosmic Spaceship right there, so you can sign, subscribe to it, get the notifications, it will automatically come to you into your email or your phone, and you can watch it uh, anytime you want to. That's a great way to get the podcast. I would go up there anyway, subscribe to my channel. I got, currently have a thousand, thousand, so I could use more subscribers and more listeners, and this is how you get to my show. See, that's my show there. No Panic, It's Organic, the radio show, and then I also have, you can also get at uh, Cosmic Spaceship right through there also as well. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Hi, so on today's show, I'm going to be covering some things for you that uh, I, I know you'll, you'll, you'll like. Uh, for starters, uh, we have Andy Eaglecat is coming back again. Uh, he has a lot to tell you. Then we also have uh, how to use a refractometer on vegetables and other things, right? It's going to be on YouTube. I found it on YouTube. Great talks. So all the uh, make sure I, I you know tell you about who they are and everything. Then I have a Invisible Gardener live cam. Uh, what see what I did this week? We have a contest. It's going to only a few days left to enter. So. Uh, make sure you uh, enter today. Winner gets a grower's kit, which is worth $200. Remember, membership is currently free, so why not join today? I'm also going to provide some more information on the podcast, on YouTube. Um, if you have any questions, there's two ways you can do this. You can call the number, the numbers that we gave at the start of the show. You can even use the Zoom. Or you can call me, email me at andylopez at invisiblegardener.com, and I'll, I'll answer next show. Have a great show. Bye now. day oh the butterflies butterfly I saw I saw a butterfly birds oh hi there this is Andy Lopez I'm better known as invisible gardener today I'm here as eco cat you know they do uh, video blogging so this is a my video blog yeah <laughs> so I'm weird what do you say <laughs> oh there's a the butterfly where does that butterfly go my like I like butterflies yeah I saw a black butterfly the other day. Then on TV, I saw a black butterf butterfly 
movie that came out. Really cool, ain't it? Oh, some butterfly over there. Oh, where do butterflies go? All these butterflies everywhere. I love butterflies. Okay, so today I'm going to talk to you about trees. Uh, I started to doing a show in uh, 1970 called It's the Trees. It's the trees, the trees. Oh, what happened? My voice went. Hello, testing? What am I doing? Oh, it looks, wow, kind of weird. I lost everything. Oh, there it is. I'm back again. <laughs> I had that flash, you know. It says all of a sudden I'm just, ooh. Like. Anyway, it's called, I call it It's the Trees. And I started talking about trees um, 1970 and explaining to people importance of trees. So I kind of moved on now to the importance of the soil. After all, the trees are growing in the soil. And if you want to have happy, pest-free, disease-free trees, you need living soil. Actually, what you need is top soil. No top soil, no trees. Actually, no people, no living things, no animals. In my uh, recent articles, past year or so, I've been talking about mycelium, and the importance of mycelium and how mycelium is a way that uh, it's it's, a, it's the start and the end of the of the uh, of the uh, life cycle. Starting the, the beginning and the end of the food chain. Uh, everything we do it happens on the on the planet. The living things all get recycled by the mycelium. And it's how, one way that uh, I talk a lot about how trees communicate. And the mycelium is like the web of life. It's like the internet of the soil really interesting and most people don't unaware that the you know that the climate change in part is caused by the misuse or rather the destruction of the topsoil 40% of the world's topsoil has been destroyed within the last hundred years but through farming techniques bad farming techniques you know uh, techniques where you destroy the, the soil you raise cattle or you uh, destroy the soil and you do uh, cities, <laughs> or you destroy the soil and you do uh, roads, or you simply destroy the soil by adding toxins to it. And recent articles have been telling people that millions and millions of trees are dying from bark beetles and a variety of other pests. The article suggests, well, look at trees that are not being attacked and we can plant more of them. Sorry, that's partly true, but not exactly. You're still missing the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is the soil. Here's something interesting you all should know. One of the reasons why city trees are dying faster than trees in the forest is topsoil. No topsoil in the city. Now, in the forest, you have topsoil, but there's something that has been changed throughout. Okay, so throughout the years, throughout the millions of years, that the forests have been around. Animals, oh, there I go again. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Something makes me want to just stare at this. I can't, I can't, oh, there you go. Must be the drugs. I'm doing too many drugs. Yeah, oh, I know. I know what I'm doing. I don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. But <laughs> I do like pretty sparkly things, and I, my consciousness just sort of floats away like it just did a moment there ago. But Throughout the millions of years, the forest has been recycling. Topsoil builds up. But the key here is animals. Oh, there I go again. I really got to stop doing this. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it just puts it out. Maybe it's just a machine, can't handle it. Maybe it's butterflies. But anyway, it's animals. There, there was an abundance of animals coming and going through the forest. Animals lived and died and returned to the forest. Animals poo-pooed and returned the, the microbes into the forest. The forests now are a small fraction of what they used to be in the past. The animals are not traveling from one place to another. They're not bringing minerals and microbes from one place to another. They're pretty much stuck in there. And there's less and less of them. There's less and less birds. Road kills alone kills millions and millions of animals. So there's less animals, less birds, to recycle everything back again. The idea of remineralization is very, very important. But here's the thing that's more important. You can't just put minerals in the soil. You have to have the microbes. The mycelium has to be there to eat it. 
That's the way it works. In this, pe most people don't realize that carbon dioxide, mycelium, in the process of providing minerals to the plants and the, and the trees, takes in carbon dioxide and binds it into the soil. Carbon resesquation, I think is called. Resesquation, I can't say, say it. <laughs> it basically, oh, there it goes again. <laughs> okay, you just have to wait for it, wait for it, wait for Ah, there you go, I'm back. <laughs> so, the process of mycelium basically takes minerals in whatever form they're in, and through the process, of, it takes carbon and makes an acid out of it, and in the process it releases the uh, minerals, and the minerals are returned to the, are then distributed through the, the web that mycelium has to the plants, to the trees, remember the root systems? They grow in there, they're intertwined with the mycelium. The root hairs have mycelium on them, which then transfers of minerals to the trees. See, simple. But if you put rock dust on, there's no mycelium there, no microbes. The rock dust will stay there for millions and millions of years. And that tree would not have any way to get the minerals. Chemical fertilizers are, are not a complete food. Chemical fertilizers are more toxic than good. Chemical fertilizers cause a variety of problems. They kill the beneficials in the soil. Whenever I tell people, you don't have the good guys and the bad guys in the same place. The good guys is the mycelium. So the problem is having now is happening now with the millions and millions of trees. There's two things going on. One is the cities. All around the cities, trees are dying left and right because there's no topsoil. There's no the process that they are used to getting the nutrition from is not there anymore. And so yeah, they get some food from the very air, from things you know being dumped around them. Fertilizers has to some extent is food. It's like eating sugar, eating candy. You can only eat that for so long. You need to have a good diet. You need to have the minerals. It's a trace mineral deficiency that's happening. Combination of the, the drought causing stress, a combination of humans um, taking the underground water. Because normally if you have a drought, you have the underground water that they survived off of. Now they don't even have that. So they get the combination of stress from all over the place. Toxins being dumped to the side. Human beings are very, very stressful. So the key here is to bring, is to, okay, we have a problem with the, the climate. That's something we're going to have to deal with. I can talk to you about that endlessly, how to deal with that. But right now we're going to talk about the soil and the trees and what you have to do. I, I work a lot with homeowners. That's a big area right there. Homeowners, do, gardeners have the faintest idea about topsoil. They look at, I went to a place the other day and said, what's wrong with my tree? And I'm looking at it and I'm going, no topsoil. When's the last time you applied rock dust, compost, and mulch? Huh? Really? See what I'm saying? So you should be, you need to bring the topsoil back to life. The only way you can bring it back to life is by adding it to it. We've been taking, we took it away, we need to bring it back. We need to put rock dust, compost, and mulch. Ideally, you want to make, put the rock dust in the compost while you're making it. By, but if you can't, then you buy a good source of compost that you know is alive, has been made properly, not the suicide stuff, right? And you, if you and you add the rock dust, no, normally when people make compost, they don't they don't understand about adding rock dust. Let alone cities, stuff like that, who are making compost in, in large scale, or a person who makes compost company and makes compost in a large scale. Very rarely do I I find them adding rock dust to it. And I go, well, where do they think they get the minerals from? What's going on? So you want to be doing that. You want to get a couple of different sources of rock dust, blend them together because a blend of rock dust is better. Add the comp uh, put a thin layer of rock dust down, add a thin layer of compost, and a thin layer of mulch. You do that on a regular basis, your soil will slowly build up. The other thing you need to do with your trees, you need to do deep watering. It's better to underwater than overwatering. City water's got chemicals in it that can kill the beneficials. See what I'm saying? So you want to... Uh, provide deep watering. Trees only need a good deep watering, say, once a week at the most. That's if you if you have bad soil. If you have good topsoil, once a month is a good deep watering deep, uh, drip system. You install what I call tree vents. They, they're clay, they're, I use clay drain pipes because I like the clays. Clay is paramagnetic. really helps a lot. But you can use um, the PVC pipe. Three feet goes down the ground. Make sure it has holes on the side. 
inside you put your rock dust compost and mulch and if you and ideally in the compost you also want to make sure you're adding the mycelium and the microbes to it and if you make compost without manure you're not going to have the microbes in it that's one of the things you need to add, to know about it's co making compost you have to add some type of animal manure the blend the more the blend of animal manure the better so the key here to the, the, helping these trees is to there's a short-term and long-term solution. The short-term solution is reduce the stress. If it's being attacked by the borer, there are many things you can do to control the borer, to, to kill the borer in the tree, and to control it from coming back. Uh, in the short-term solution, you want to get, uh, the way you reduce the stress is you get the minerals and the food into the plant. The way you do that is by foliar spraying. You spray the tree with a really nice a compost tea. It's very good. That's one reason why it works so well. It has the microbes in it provided you make compost correctly. One of my next shows, uh, uh, talks here is going to be how to make compost correctly, plus I'm also going to talk to you about certain things that you can do to control the, the bark beetle, that you can do your stuff, how to make the foliar sprays. So we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit every day, about five minutes every day, a little talk about what's going on in the environment, and every Sunday I'm going to be here talking to you about what you and I can do together. So that's basically it for today. Uh, make sure that you know that you um, don't overwater your trees. Overwatering soaks the soil, kills the soil, is very, very bad. Okay. So basically, you understand you have to have the good topsoil. Okay. So that's it for today. <laughs>
crush it. And I may have to adjust this a little tighter. What we're trying to do here is get the sap out of this grape leaf. And then what are we what are we looking for? And we're going we want this number to be at least 12. The higher the better. All right, here we go. Getting drop of sap there it comes. Push that over onto the lens of the refractometer and shut it. Hmm. And then I just hold this thing up and look through it. And this leaf was about an eight and a half. And we're shooting for twelve at least. Twelve. And now explain to me the connection between the sugar and the health of the of the plant and its uh, predators and things like that. Well there's as you can see here we're having some problem with Japanese beetles. If we could get this grapevine up to at least 12 bricks or higher mm -hmm. all day, all night, the Japanese beetles should leave. Wow. And um, the, there's two things. One is that the sugars go down to the root and pull up minerals from the soil and yep. transport them into the grape. The other thing is that the, in the production of sugar, the phosphate that's needed to make the sugar also is needed to bring minerals into the plant. So the higher the sugar content, the higher the mineral content of, in this case, the grapes, or it could be grass, it could be carrots or whatever. And so the soil is not just something to hold up the plant. We're trying to feed the soil that's so right. the plant can take care of itself and defend itself. That's right. That's awesome. Special thanks to Jehovah Jared Farm for this great video. Let me explain to you a little bit more about, about how the refractometer works and what it means to me, okay? So, person's right when he says that sugar is used by the plant to bring up the minerals. And so, the, the refractometer reading will basically tell you the amount of sugar level you can if you learn to use it you'll be able to tell that it has more and more minerals that person was talking about uh, a Japanese beetle that's attacking their, their grapes and then if it gets above 12 they should stop attacking it and the re and he didn't explain it why maybe he doesn't know why but here's the reason why they will stop attacking it once the once the mineral level rises and rises is because is the way the plant acts when it, when it's in the presence, just like human beings, when it when it acts it's in the presence of the wrong type of sugar. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And so, and basically it comes down to uh, carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. So when a plant or, or a human or an animal has enough minerals in their body, right, and by enough minerals, I mean there's over 90 different minerals, trace minerals that our body needs. So when a person has the trace minerals, they'll produce a complex carbohydrate. Same thing with the plants. When the plants has all the trace minerals, they will produce a complex carbohydrate. When the plant is missing in any one mineral, Simply, uh, yeah, really, seriously, just one mineral out of the 90, 90 or so minerals, it'll start producing a simple car complex carbohydrates. The less and less of those minerals, the more it will produce a simple uh, carbohydrates. And the trick here is that the, to understand, is that the, um, Bugs have evolved over the centuries to use simple carbohydrates as their main source of food. Whereas we have evolved over the centuries to use complex carbohydrates over the food. They, for our food, because we want more minerals in our food, they, want, they have learned to, to tell when a plant's ready to be harvested or attacked, right? used for food i tell people that uh, when the but the plant is food for the bug there's something wrong with it okay it's not food for us usually if it's food for the bug that means the bug doesn't care about the trace minerals or it cares about a specific trace mineral that's all it cares about 
or maybe he gets his transmitters from other different places. But it definitely uses, it has the ability to tell if the tree is sufficient in transmitters, whether it be healthy or unhealthy or unhealthy looking. Or the color, which, because you know, bugs see differently than we do. They can see these colors. And they can tell if a plant's missing in a trace minerals, which, which would then also tell it, tell the bug that the food that the, that plant produces would be perfect for itself and for its children. Usually it's the case when the mother, right, when the mother wants to plant, put their babies in an environment that's, that will produce the food they need. And 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 you know that over the centuries, the mothers have evolved to determine if that plant's good food for the babies or not, right? So the refractometer is a really really handy invention that allows us, the gardeners, to uh, verify how well the plant's doing simply by the refractometer reading. The more you use it, the more you'll get to you'll figure out what levels should be good levels. By good levels, remember we have a, a fair, uh, we have a rating that tells you fair, good, and excellent. Fair, average, good, and excellent. A anyway, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. So when I started using a refractometer, I learned really fast that you can measure not just the uh, the juice of the fruit, you can measure the leaf of the plant, you can measure the, uh, the flower, and you'll find that if you do them enough, that, that to say you have a tomato plant, so you have a tomato, you know, the fruit, you have the flower of the tomato and the leaf of the, of the tomato. Uh, those three things will give you three different readings. The flower will give you a separate brick reading, then the leaf brick reading, and the fruit will always give you a separate brick reading. The fruit happens to be uh, sweeter, right, because it, it, it matures and it ripens, right, so at different stages of ripening, you'll have a different sweetness there. Uh, the flower will give you a different uh, brick reading than the rest of it, because the flower is basically telling you of what uh, minerals uh, the flowers uh, used, right? Because that, that's what absorbs whatever minerals that particular the flower needs to do the, its thing. The, they don't take all their minerals, you know. They they take uh, what they need to produce what part of the plant uh, you know they're, 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 they function as. And then the leaves, of course, will take will have a different uh, bricks reading than the, uh, the the fruit and either the flower or the fruit, because the, the, what, you, what you're squeezing out of the leaf is like the blood of the plant. So it has a, has a, has a different, uh, uh, chlorophyll is different, but very, very close, uh, very, uh, a, a very uh, similar in a lot of ways, the way it takes oxygen, the way it takes uh, food and, nut and nutrients. Uh, so... Uh, and that that too will tell you. And then even then, you could take uh, a sample of one part of the tomato plant and another part of the leaf, and another part of the, of the leaf of the different of the same tomato plant, different part, and that would be different. And that would that would tell me that the plant is having a hard time transmitting the trace minerals throughout the plant. There's a name for it, how it gets it from one part of the plant to another part of the plant, or to what it needs. Different parts of the plants need different types of trace minerals on different times of the year. So the, the refractometer is an excellent tool for you to learn how, if you're doing the right thing, because that's what you want. That's what you, you know, if you get better and better, this, you don't really need the refractometer anymore, because you can tell just by looking at the plant and the taste and so forth and the bugs and so forth. Uh, but in terms of, you know, either education or educating, educating others or you learning more, uh, refractometer is an excellent tool. Uh, I, I have several different refractometers. I, I, I use them uh, interchangeably. They all give me the same price, the same uh, uh, brick reading. Uh, one costs uh, 10000 another one's about $25. They all give me the same uh, bricks reading. 
one's a little bit, I want to keep cleaner and take care of it a little better than the other one. You can tell which one that is. I also have a, a digital. This is, there's two types of refractometers, a digital and an analog. The analog is what the ones you looked at. I showed you before. They're like between $20, $30 each. Uh, they work very very simply. They're waterproof, so forth. Uh, the the digital they have a little they have a little uh, a, a little uh, screen that you can read the numbers. Uh, they they're not so waterproof and they don't like it in full sun. Uh, a little bit harder to work with. They they too give you but they give me the same reading regardless of what type of uh, refractometer I'm using. Now here's something else that's interesting too is that. So you can also do, of course, you you know, what I can understand why you can understand why people want to use a refractometer on their food because they want to have it to have a minerally rich food so they can eat their vegetables full of minerals. That's what's meant by dense food. That's what uh, you know if you're if you if you're a fruitarian or if you're into fruit, you want the fruit to have as all the minerals it's supposed to have so you can get it too. Everything you eat, you want to have it rich in the minerals. So that's one reason why we we do. Uh, 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 use a refractometer so we can we can get an idea of what the minerals are that we can eat, right? But you also too you want to also provide the minerals to the plants that you don't eat, whether it be the lawn, or the roses, your trees. They too need the minerals, and they too need a wide range of minerals. Otherwise, they will be attacked by one pest or or disease, and that's what we're talking about here, basically, isn't it? How to Control the, the bugs and diseases in your garden. You do that by taking care of your soil. That's why I say a lot of times, heal the soil, and the soil will heal you, because that's how you're going to get healthy, by eating good, healthy food that comes from a healthy soil, healthy environment. So that's what basically uh, the, this show in the long run is really all about, is to make you aware that the soil is the key to everything. See, and it's not what you, you know, it's not dirt. If you think of the soil as dirt, you need to think again as the, the, the soil because you know you don't consider dirt alive. <laughs> you see, right? But if you think about the soil, and, and, and I look at soul, right? S O U L and soil, kind of similar. Because it's soil could be the soil, the soul of the soil. Hmm, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I think of it as a living being. I think of it as a uh, as a part of the function that, of nature. Uh, you know, I, I'm that kind of guy that uh, respects living things. So the soil has living organisms in it. Millions and millions of living organisms that they they all have a function. And those are just uh, microorganisms. There's a uh, the mycelium is like one big giant life. It extends throughout the earth. It's the same mycelium. It's the same uh, in my opinion, the same being, and so uh, what we what we want to do is we want to uh, 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 the way we heal it, right? The way we heal the soil, heal the earth, is by not using any type of chemicals at all. Now it's going to be a difficult one in the sense that not using any chemicals at all, because we use a lot of chemicals, chemicals in the water. There's chemicals in the air. Uh, pesticide this and pesticide that, fungicide this and fungicide that, Roundup this, right, Roundup that, and, and that's just in that in, the, in this area, but it's also like in, in healthcare, we have antibiotics, you have biotics, you have, right, uh, all kinds of stuff, and and then you, that ends up in in our environment. And then you'll, you know, this is just one or two areas, there's other areas, electromagnetic fields or radiation, that we, that we have generated now throughout uh, just a, in the short span of time we've been doing this on, on the earth uh, the way we have upsetting the natural systems of life for one way uh, in, whether we use it uh, noise right because uh, the noise levels have gone shot to the roof where animals no longer can even hear each other let alone communicate with each other and to uh, radiation electromagnetic fields our cell phones the towers we use everything that we're generating this this uh, 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 trash everywhere. Basically, it's a different types of trash, right? That that we we're good at tr developing trash, aren't we? And and we destroying the soil and the earth and one level or another, whether it be destroying the bees, destroying the flowers, the, the trees, right? And so, and it's not it's not never too late because you should stop generating the noise and the trash. It will clean itself up. So that's what we have to do, and we have to each individually, right? You and I have to 
start at home. You have to start using, learning how to use compost, learning how to make compost, right? You have to learn how to, uh, you know, use rock dust. That's my uh, my grower's kit. It's on sale now for 100 bucks. You get five pounds of rock dust and a quart of super seaweed. Normally it's 200 bucks. It's only $100. Actually, it was, it was down to 149. I'm lowering it again to 100 bucks. That's plus shipping. And the rock dust is, is very important. I get 14 different types of rock dust and I blend them together. Plus I get all types of microbes and I blend them all together. That's one of the things I the super seaweed is. It's basically a liquid version of the other rock dust because it's got uh, the... I get one of my sources, I get trace minerals. It's called C90. It has 90 trace minerals in it. Okay, so it's ancient, ancient rock, a salt rock bed. So I take that, add that, uh, one of the things I add to my super seaweed. I've been asked to, uh, on one of my shows, to take in a little cruise when I go shopping for my supplies so you can see the same stuff, you see the stuff that I get. So anyway, C90 is one of them. And I'll sh be taking you to their website, and you can see uh, their product, and then I'll be cruising along at other places because it's time for me to start. Every two or three months, I have to buy the supplies all over again. Okay, so I'll be happy to take in a little cruise so you can uh, see what it is that I buy. Okay, and so uh, I'll be here again. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so I think I covered most of things for today. We have a few more things coming up. Uh, uh, it, 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 by the way, also too, we have my uh, cosmic spaceship that's coming up next show. Uh, as I, I, I write art, I write music, and do art. So uh, I, uh, I I play I uh, basically uh, uh, recorded, you know, using uh, my music and then put my artwork to the music. So I think you enjoyed. Uh, I I've gone back into in time, so I started the artwork earlier, to twenty seventeen, and so every every show is going to be a little bit closer and closer to the current time. And so, this is my super seaweed. I, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome to use it. <laughs> you have to buy it first. That's the cord right there. That's the same thing that I spray on my customers' properties. So, as I said, you can use it on, on your lawn, you can use it on your roses, uh, and you, start, you write your own chart as to, uh, ideally you take a BRICS reading when the plant's healthy, and you also try to write down the time of year and was, you'll find that different times of the year when it's colder and it's hotter, you have, you're going to get different brick readings, just because of the way it works. When it's colder, the plant's not as active as it's when it's warmer, right? So, uh, but you'll learn, you start a little uh, little uh, garden diary, uh, keep track of, of it for you. You'll, you'll eventually learn what the ideal brick readings are for different types of uh, plants and vegetables and lawns and roses. You'll find sometimes the roses are, are very different between different varieties. And you, it's the same thing with vegetables. You're going to find that they're different, same type of peas. The health of a tree depends on the health of the soil. So if you don't take care of the soil, the tree, this tree is not native to here. So normally doesn't grow in this type of soil. So if you want it to grow, you need to give it the microbes and the bacteria it needs to grow. Simple. And look at it now. It's, it's got the greenery is coming up more and more. It's feeling happier and happier. Look at all this, all that's new growth. Every time I come here, it's almost a third more growth. You can't push it because it has a lot to do with the temperature and the weather too. So it knows it's winter time. It's saying, it's a little warm for winter time, ain't it? But you'll see. It's, by the springtime, it'll just be glorious, right? Nice and shady under here. We won't have these things under here anymore. We'll have a, a, a drip that'll take care of it. Okay, boss? I see you in there. One of the reasons why you should get my book is because I'm actually using it as a manual on the radio show as part of the workshop. Um, next uh, week, and for however long it takes, I'll be covering the uh, the next chapter. The first chapter of the book is called Vegetable Gardening Guide. Guide, okay. So I'm going to be covering how to uh, 
set up your own organic vegetable gardening, some basics of organic gardening, talk about the raised beds, uh, do something on our location to make sure you get the right place to do it, how to maintain it, um, how to protect it, right? So that's going to be coming up uh, most of June, right? And so any questions you have about your vegetable gardens, you can direct it to me at andylopez at invisiblegardener.com. Anybody who sends me an email gets automatically entered in the contest. But if you want to enter in the contest, you should uh, you should be getting the newsletter. Uh, you don't need to be a member to receive the newsletter. You just type in the, the newsletter section, uh, send me a newsletter. You'll get a newsletter sent to the general public. It's free. Members get uh, newsletters. They get a different newsletter because it has member specials on and so forth. And membership is free right now, so you might as well just join and you get the best. You get everything. You get all the books. You get this one in a PDF version. All, uh, the other 20 books are all in PDF version. Uh, you're welcome to get it in Kindle. You should go to Amazon. They have it in Kindle version. The only book right now that's in the print version is the Don't Panic, It's Organic book. And you, uh, I prefer you get that from Amazon. That way, you, when you're done, you can also do in a week or so, give them a book review, right? You can buy it from me, but you can't then do a book review on Amazon. So uh, uh, the so next week, I'll do a vegetable gardening guide, right? And I, I always talk a little bit about the refractometry when I talk about vegetables, growing vegetables. I always talk a lot about uh, compost, rock dust, right? <laughs> so you know what I'm going to be talking about uh, in terms of the basics that you need to get it together to make your garden grow. Uh, there are other things that you will need, and these are things that you know you may be having problems with. So if you're having a problem with something attacking it, rabbits, whatever is going on with your vegetables, this is a time to go over with me, and I would be happy to help you. Uh, you know, like I said, there's long-term uh, solutions and short-term solutions. So the long-term solution will always come back to the soil, right? It always comes back to the health of the soil. Basically, going to be going down each chapter of my book. So if you have the book, you'll be able to use the book as a manual for you can write on it. That's why I suggest you get the $20 version as a black and white version. You can write on that, use it. Uh, and then whenever you have some more money, get the $50 version. Put that away. Don't use it. Just let people look at it. Make sure they wear gloves when they use it. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to save it. Save it. For, so for when you pass it on to your children. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So next week after that, next, not next week, because it, 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 it'll probably take us a month to co go over the vegetable gardening uh, guide. You know, one of the things I'm, um, I'm doing too is I'm having uh, my first guest come on. It's going to be veggie do the Veggie Dome. And so I'll tell you more about it at the beginning of next month because I'll be letting you know what my guests are. So he's going to be the very first guest I'm having. Uh, I'm having basically this year. What a year, right? I hope to have lots and lots more guests. And so if you're into, in the organic business, whether you're an organic supplier or organic gardener or organic professional, uh, and you think you have a story to tell, call me uh, or email me, and we'll see about I will talk a little bit. And if, you, uh, if I like it, I'll, I'll get you on my show as a guest. Uh, you can even be a co-host for a little while. That's what I like to do, get my guests to be a co-host. So we show up a few times. We can do some talk about their products and see what, what knowledge they know and, and share it with you guys. Okay, so then, uh, so that will be the organic. So the, the, after that, it will be organic fruit tree care. So I'm going to be covering long-term fruit tree care, um, methods of application, organic fertilization, uh, keeping your fruit trees happy, Talk about natural fruit tree care, some guidelines for natural fruit tree care. I'm going to cover tips on raising bricks on your fruit trees, okay? I'm going to be covering um, some uh, controlling the fruit tree diseases, controlling pests, how to make your own enzyme bacterial spray, uh, how to control fruit trees, uh, how to control diseases organically, some basic tips, uh, controlling... Uh, Gee, I got here diseases a couple of different times. How to control fruit trees organically, and I also have more on, more on controlling diseases in your fruit trees. Uh, and then uh, getting control of nutrition. Uh, uh, talk about uh, citrus, right? Uh, how to control the citrus. This is one of my Happy Earth Day. Uh, a little short video that I did there. So I also talk about the soil, how to keep the soil alive, right? And we'll cover the leaf miner. 
citrus greening. That's all going to be on uh, on, our, on our organic fruit tree care section, okay? And then after that, we're going to be covering natural tree care. So we're going to be covering about uh, it's called this of trees. How do we get? In, how do you go from ice age to global warming? It's probably under tree care. I don't know if I, it's not. <laughs> I just realized that this, how do we get an ice age from global warming shouldn't be under natural tree care, or maybe it is because you know, without, without the trees, we wouldn't have such a big problem. Uh, why fertilize them chemically? Uh, never feed trees with chemical fertilizers. Uh, there are two different formulas you can use. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what formulas they, if you talk about, I should have said something about what they are, the formulas are, huh? Uh, I wrote an article called How to Kill a Tree, so we'll be go, going over that one. Uh, then we're going to do some rules rules for natural tree care, and then uh, how do you use a refractometer to measure the breast level of your trees, um, how, how to control palm wilts naturally. We're going to be governing integral organic program for the Tropra shot hole borer. We're going to talk about how, how you did foliar applications that will raise the breast level of your trees. Going over natural and, and, and con organic control of oak root fungus. And the silk tree and glassy wood sharpshooters. That's all going to be part of the natural tree care. And then after that, there's a whole uh, month we're going to be talking more about bricks. What is bricks? What is a refractometer? How to, how, what to, how to do the readings? Uh, how to understand the readings? How to best to uh, get the results you want from the, uh, the refractometer? You know, there's lots of things you can do to get that bricks level up. The point is to get the bricks level up to a certain point and then keep it there. Problem with chemical fertilizers, they raise the bricks level, then it goes down short, lower than where you were before. A few other things we're going to be doing uh, when we go through the book. Uh, we have a whole, uh, be a month at least on natural disease control, right? Uh, I'm also going to be covering uh, natural pest control, another month on natural pest control. Uh, so we're going to be covering from everything from ants to bugs to coffee to... <laughs> And I have a big giant natural pest control chart in the book. I'm not sure how to du duplicate that other than you guys get the book. I might be able to um, take a video of it. I might try to do that. Take a video of the natural pest control chart and see how that works. <laughs> but maybe a picture might be good and then put it on the video. Because it's a very big chart that I created a long time ago. We're going to be going over natural ant controls, uh, snails. It just says you have snails, so that's the name of the chapter. And then we're also going to be covering natural flea and tick control, underground pest control, okay? Spend a whole month on natural rose care, right? We'll go over natural, natural rose care, how to, how to have most beautiful, amazing rosings ever. And then we're going to spend some time a month or however long it takes on natural foliar spraying methods. It's one of the things I've been doing the longest, spraying all kinds of stuff everywhere. <laughs> so we're going to be going over that. What, what's foliar spraying? How to make your own foliar sprays? How I make my super seaweed? So one of the things I'm going to do there has been suggested. I just take you shopping with me when I go online to buy some of the things I need for super seaweed. Uh, and then... Um, how to make your own trace minerals spray, how to make your own enzyme spray, yeah, uh, uh, all about tea, uh, right? So that's going to be a, a good month there, probably even more. And then we're going to be covering the uh, uh, covering natural lawn care. So it's going to be covering all the basics of uh, how to have a healthy organic lawn. So you don't have to get rid of your lawn uh, in order to be uh, uh, water-wise. You can teach uh, water train your lawn. That's what I tell people, water train your lawn. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we, we, we may be talking a little bit about how to reduce water. I, I think everybody understands what we need to do there, so it's not such a big deal uh, in terms of me telling you how to reduce water. Uh, but remember that, that uh, whatever, uh, you ha whenever you have a question, you should call me. You can email. Well, members call me. See, I have an organic hotline for members to call me. So once you join, you're told what the, that line that's not exactly helpful. So there's lots more chapters on here. There's natural rose care. There's a whole section on compost, which we are going to be talking a lot about compost. I want to have as many different compost. Uh, folks who are in the compost business come and pay me a visit here. I am an evil monster. I will destroy you.
Hi, it's me again. Yep, the name of the book is called Don't Panic, It's Organic. You get your copy at Amazon.com. Just type in, in the search, you know, the little search window they have there, just type in Invisible Gardener Books. You'll see I have a whole bunch of books up there. Uh, this is the only one that's currently being printed. I can't print out any other book that you want. If you see a book you want to print, I'm happy to send you the print version of it too. I just haven't made those available. They're all in either a Kindle version or PDF uh, version. Okay, uh, go to Amazon.com, search Invisible Gardener. Thank you. So here's some information about Invisible Gardener. This is what I do. This is what I've been doing for a very long, long, long time. I actually started in 19, it says 1972, but I started in the sixth grade, but I got to, I formed a business in 1972 when I got out of the service. I got the name Invisible Gardener a long, long time ago. I do natural pest control. The way I, keep, I do natural pest control is by healing the soil. You probably figured out that I'm very much into healing the soil. Pests and diseases all start with the soil. I do a natural spraying service. It's a mostly natural spraying service. We treat the whole property, trees, flowers, roses. I don't wash cars with it or anything like that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a natural harvest. I can, the way I heal the trees is by healing the soil. One time ago I said, well, they're growing trees and soil. Hmm, maybe I should do something to the soil. I'm, of course, I'm an organic consultant. I'm on TV and radio. Here's the radio, uh, you know, and I have a TV show that uh, you can you see it through my website. You'll see Invisible Gardener TV up there. I do house calls. If you're lucky enough to have me in your neighborhood, I'll be happy to come and do a house call. It's $100 a, a visit right now. It depends where you're at. Travel for charge. And because of the drought and the fire and the water problems, I, let me help you to make it through this period of change. You don't have to, your property does not have to suffer because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I do soil restoration. I bring the soils back to life. I bring your soil back to life. That's the key to everything I'm doing. I've said it quite a few times on this show, and I will continue to say it. I do uh, soil testing, so I can provide all types of basic soil tests from basic biology package. I can test your compost to see what, what's in it, right? I can test your soil for diseases. And, of course, I do remineralization. That's what it's all about. We provide minerals from various rock sources, dust sources. I have 14 different types of rock dust that I get just to do this properly, right? And I also, you know, I practice permaculture. I also practice biodynamics. And I have all kinds of systems that I have set up myself. You're not going to find it anywhere else but here. That's what I teach you, right? And I, I do organic fertilizations. No organic fertilizers ever used. Everything I use is organic, 100% OMRI certified organic fertilizers. And, of course, I... I, I do the radio show. This is what you're watching right now. Hopefully watching and or listening. It's on bbsradio.com or you go to my website, invisiblegardener.com. And a long time ago, people, and you know, I also do a live cam, live cam. So you can watch me right on my website. It'll say live cam. You can see exactly what I'm doing or you can watch it here at the end of the week. and shows you what I did. Uh, I, I have over 20 books. Actually, I actually have 21 books that you'll get free. They, they're in the PDF version when you join. These books are also available on Amazon. And then, you know, I do, uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Go to my website, the bottom, uh, the bottom page of the homepage has all the links, takes you to all these different places. Uh, and then, of course, I do YouTube. Five, over 500 videos up on YouTube, uh, and I've been doing this a long time. Some of the videos have been there so old that they're in the old format, and, and, and there's no way to do it, but just to upgrade them. And this is my latest book. It's called Don't Panic, It's Organic. You get that. Uh, the PDF version for free when you join. Uh, if I, I really appreciate if you buy the book from Amazon, right? Because they, they want people to buy the book so they can promote it. Just type Invisible Gardener Books. You'll see my book out there. Pick the one you want. There's plenty of other books out there on Amazon. And I run a club. I call it Club IG. It's short for Club Invisible Gardener. And so I have a organic hotline that people can, members can call, discounts on my products, I have a members podcast. I'm here to help you. Let me help you do it one step at a time, right? You know, people call me up and I did this and then I say, well, it's too late for me to help you because you screwed up already, right? So for a magical garden, I did the artwork on this. Isn't that cool? Give me a call. Uh, that's my number right there, 310-457-4438. Visit the website, send an email. If you go to my YouTube page, subscribe to it, please. 
So thank you very much, and we have a, a few more minutes left. I have to figure out what I'm going to I'm going to do next. Okay. So what's going on? Anybody? Anything going on? Testing. This is not a drill. I smell humans. Hmm. I smell a human. I love humans. Toasted. Mm, I love toasted humans. <laughs> I can't blow fire anymore. Can't do it, see? Look at my teeth. Uh, funny tongue, huh? Who says I don't have a funny tongue? <laughs> I know I have a funny tongue. Yep. Uh, uh, look at my nose. Look over there. See? Come on. Can it move me? Over there, my nose, look over there. Oh, I got itch. Uh, uh, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, reach it. Yeah. I'm probably going to do the weather, I'm thinking. Not sure. I could do, take over environmental alert. I could do that. I suppose. Uh, there are other things I could do. I'm not sure. I think I'll just hang out here and see. See what happens. You know what I mean? I don't even have a name yet. Very weird. I just close my eyes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the music. Up and down the music, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, give me that music. Give me some of that sweet music. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I go for it, yeah, baby. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm, 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 yeah. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. <sighs> now, if I could just flap my wings, that would certainly help a lot. If I could flap my wings, you know what I'm saying. Flap the wings, baby. Come on, baby. Flap the wings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Flap the wings. Come on. You can flap the wings. You can flap the wings for me, honey. <laughs> I sound like that person, right? I don't know what his name is. Yeah. Well, I can't flap if you won't let me anywhere near it. Yeah. Look at that. That's ridiculous. Okay. So anyway, here I am. Yes, sir. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. Okay. Well, I think that's probably it for today. <laughs> We're just testing things out here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I... What? I saw something. Where'd it go? Oh, look at that. Rabbits. Was that a rabbit? No, that's a cow. Wow, I like cow. Mm, maybe not. Maybe I will. I don't, I, I'm hungry. Yes. Must eat. <laughs> okay. Next person. Bye.